Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Shaysel. I'm Jill. And I'm Nikki. So what's up, guys? Not much. <laughs> Nothing much. I feel very scatterbrained tonight, so it'll be interesting, <laughs> like, storytelling-wise. <laughs> I had therapy right before this, so it feels feels weird to, like talk about this topic right after which will uh, we'll be in a silly a with us like be, be silly or like because it's like no. fucking dark uh, oh no both honestly just just being back to human mode and not like me analyzing i mean i also do this in real life i guess what am i saying i guess just spending an hour of solely dissecting my behaviors um anyways yeah i've i've been actually really calm the past day couple days which is the only bright side of when i feel truly depressed i'm much more calm because i'm too depressed to be anxious and it's like hell yeah baby a break from the anxiety (laughs) dude i like get that though because it's like i don't give a fuck about nothing but it's like man i don't give a fuck about nothing i'm chilling right no seriously like well (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah thankfully i mean like i was talking to my therapist like i i feel um better in the past two days i feel more serene i think i mean who knows i could still be starting a depressive episode but i feel like if anything it's a much more mild one typically my depressive episodes start this is an overshare oh well <laughs> depressive episodes start then somehow something horrible happens oh my God. like like how two years ago actually what day is it two years ago today Wow, when I was broken up with happy anniversary yeah Yeah, when I was already very depressed and that obviously just you know steep steep plummet after that but I'm feeling I have no catastrophe going on in my life right now it's kind of like a a chill and mild depressed episode like I may be crying more but like it's fine (laughs) (laughs) I'm much more serene yeah I'm vibing well, I'm happy to hear um, that. Yeah, yeah. that's the so, ideal how, type, at least. Right. Like, it's like, it's whatever. I told my therapist, like, literally, no matter what, like, I'm not going to come out of this worse. <laughs> like, it's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> True. All right. Well, about- yeah, I see what you mean, though, because we're talking about serial killers. This yeah. Episode, so. Yeah. Should we trigger warning? Yes. Um. Well, we will be talking about serial serial killers this episode, and um, as you might imagine, they do some fucked up shit, so trigger warning for that. I will also be giving an individual trigger warning when I get to my serial killer because this shit is graphic, although I will not be explaining the graphic details. This shit gets graphic, Um, so yeah, just so y'all know, there will be all types of violence discussed in this episode. (laughs) All types of violence. <laughs> All strains. All strains. <laughs> All flavors. Well, um, um, yeah, and I'm probably going to make horrible jokes, but whatever. It's fine. We got to cope. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, Literally. everyone. Yeah. Spooky. Oh, yeah. Actually, we're doing this. We're going to have our episodes this month have to do with some sort of spooky thing in honor of our beloved Halloween season. And oh, what's yeah. scarier than being murdered? I mean, yeah, (laughs) not too much, honestly. Um, I was gonna start, so I'll just get going. I'm gonna talk about John Wayne Gacy. Uh, so I mean, 
people everybody knows who he is he's the killer clown but i was just gonna give a little i just think he's interesting because he uh is from nearby where shay sal and i grew up so holla <laughs> yeah use the displays river to dispose of bodies Hell yeah kill the main west people high school pride <laughs> um so that's why i've always found him interesting just because it's like oh like he lived in my area because i don't know serial killers always seem like obviously they're real but it seems like distant like oh but that's not going to affect me yeah right not that john wayne gacy personally affect me but it's like oh if i was alive during that it could have so that's why i find him interesting uh so i'm just gonna give so for him trigger warning of sexual assault and pedophilia um some abuse and then obviously murder because that's the theme of the (laughs) episode so (laughs) he was born in the city of chicago apparently yeah he was so (laughs) shout out to shaysal because now she's living in the city (laughs) maybe you guys would be neighbors Um, (laughs) wow so he had an abusive father which like classic um in the sense of like a lot of them have some sort of childhood trauma Mm -hmm. and then he also had a genital heart condition which i did not know so he like couldn't play with the other kids because it would like fuck with his heart if he was running around so that's one of the reasons he like couldn't make friends which also classic serial killer that for real they don't have friends and he has a sh- like shitty home life um and then he was also struggling with his sexuality he was born in 1942 so that's like stuff was like way not okay to be gay so it was just kind of like a nice little i don't know mix of perfect things to send somebody into a killing rage so he like lived like a normal life for the most part he was a fast food chain manager i don't know what fast food chain um during the 60s um and then in the 70s he moved to the suburbs and he was actually a democratic precinct captain which is interesting that he what was does like, that mean it's like you know there's different precincts oh yeah like and so he was shit. like yeah and so he was like in charge of like the democratic party in that precinct so it's interesting. He was like involved in politics. Was that and like I, a gonna... was that a paid job or is that just like no? Oh no, uh... he was a volunteer because he had his own. Uh, oh yeah, he was working at the he fast was a building food con- place too. Well, and then he became a building contractor. Oh, when he moved to the suburbs and became the Democratic precinct captain. Oh okay. Which and I don't know if you have to get voted into that, but it's definitely like it's politics, so people have to like you. So he was like well liked, and that's just like an example of how he was well liked. Um, and so, oh, that was the next note I took. Well liked in his community, he organized cultural gatherings, and he was very active in political organizations. Um, and he was actually married and divorced twice, which I did not know. And he I had two biological that. children and two stepdaughters. So I knew he was married and then divorced when he got caught, but I didn't know that was round two. So, um, so this part, God, like, none of it's funny because it's serial killer, but like, okay, in this world, it's funny. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like relative to all the other facts, this is a funny fact. Um, the clown club that he was part of, why he was a clown, was called the Jolly Jokers. Oh God. And so he was a member of the Chicago area Jolly Joker Clown Club. Club. 
And he would perform in clown attire and makeup at children parties, charity fundraisers, and other events. And he would go by Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. Um, so that's why he's called the Clown Killer or the Killer Clown. I have a question. I yes. I listened to a podcast on him years ago. So I that's where I learned most of my information about him. But I can't remember. When did he become a clown exactly? Like, was that a job or was that like a, a fun for fun thing? No, it was just like he was part of that club. It's when he was in the suburbs. I don't know exactly when, but he just like, again, was like involved in his community and then found the like Jolly Jokers. And he was like, oh, I would love to be a clown. It was just like, he literally just, yeah, interest to him. (laughs) But one thing that's really creepy is when they were interviewing him, like the cops after he got caught, he said, "Um, clowns can get away with murder. Well, I mean, oh. he got caught though. Oh yeah, I think actually he said it before. I think because oh, okay. he got arrested, he got arrested for other shit, and then oh. let go. I'll get to that. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but it was on the clown topic. So he said clowns could get away with murder, which is like icky. So um, he would lure his. So again, he was a building contractor, and he so then he like did some construction work because of that and so he would get his victims with like the promise of construction work um and then he would capture them sexually assault them torture and then eventually eventually strangle most of them with his hands or with a rope and so that started in the 60s i think he it's like i read like two different things and the timeline's like confusing because i don't know i'll just keep telling this story i don't know exactly when he started killing but it was around either late 60s or early 70s but again the timeline's like confusing i think like a lot of people don't even know when his first murder was but so in 1968 he was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen teen boys and he was given a 10-year prison sentence but he was released on parole in the summer of 1970 which is like a joke. He did two years um, and then was arrested the following year after another teen accused him of sexual assault. But then the charges were dropped when the boy like didn't show up at trial. But like, no, are you kidding why? me? Just because he didn't show up. Yeah, that's like, I mean, it's like, um, that's a big thing. If you're in like a uh, fender bender or something and somebody blames you for it if you go to trial if you go to court a lot of times people hope that okay I told you I'm scatterbrained today I'm like dying (laughs) trying to think of sentences but so like it sucks if they're like yeah we're going to court because you have to pay but a lot of times like you'll show up and then they just like won't show up because they don't want they realize they don't actually want to deal with it and then that's when like charges get dropped because they just don't show up yeah but so it's just like why they release him after two years if he got a 10 years two boys too it's not even just yeah. one boy he should have got more than 10 years and he should have served more than two because he just started right back up i again. agree yeah um so that was in 1970 so by the mid 70s two more young males accused him of rape and he would be questioned by police about the disappearance of others um and i think that that's when he said the like clowns can get away with murder thing around then so what's lovely is the mid 70s he referred to them as his cruising years because that's when he committed most of his murders um Mm. so (laughs) yeah literally 
Um, one thing that's like freaky is in July of 75, a teenager who worked for Gacy disappeared and his parents like asked Chicago police officers to look at like investigate Gacy, but they never did. Which is like so Are fucked you up. fucking kidding me? Nope. Isn't that so fucked up? It's like hearing these things in retrospect, like I mean, not even just our type of hindsight just like the people when they found out what he was doing it's like oh my god the ways this shit could have been avoided it hurts to think about i i yeah i don't even know what i would do if i was like that mother yeah because it's like you don't even want to at that point you don't even want to be like i told you so which is like the only thing you can say like i fucking told you to look at him and you refused whatever um but don't worry because in 1977 a young man went to the Chicago police and said that he was kidnapped and molested by John Wayne Gacy and a report was made, but the officers never followed up on it. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, that I feel like, like they're getting joke? paid off at this point. Like, I know they're like, like oh. that's so ridiculous. I think part of it too, though, is like rape culture and then especially it being boys. True. It's like, they're like, that didn't happen. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, right. John Wingate, the the clown, kidnapped you. It's like um, he literally went to jail for that. So you should definitely yeah. So actually, yeah, it's very possible. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's just so fucked up. I only saw that again. I read like two mini like documentary articles about him, and only one of them said those things. But and the other one said like something about like just like he wasn't really investigated by the police so and i feel like that made me think that like nobody accused him but i think that they were both were saying the same thing of like some people accused him but he was never investigated by police even though he should have been whatever so finally in december of 198 or 78 almost said 87 um, a 15 year old boy named robert peace went missing um he was last seen by his mother at a drugstore where he worked before he went to meet with Gacy to discuss a potential construction job, which like Gacy has said that that was like his normal ruse. And so 10 days later, they searched Gacy's house in Norwood Park, Illinois, um, and they uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous crimes, including murder. It was later later discovered that Gacy had committed his first known killing in 1972 taking the life of 16-year-old Timothy McCoy after learning him to his home. Okay, so I guess 1972 was his first kill. Uh, so at his trial, he tried to plead innocent by reason of insanity. And that's one of those things where it's like, okay, clearly you're like insane to be doing that because you're murdering people. I guess, like, Shaysel, you might know this from, like, a psych thing. Where's, like, the line? Because it's like, yeah, you're insane, but you should still go to jail. Is it, like, um, when they're not conscious of what they're doing, like, not in touch with reality? I don't know that much about, like, exactly how they measure it. But, like you said, it's like, yeah, he was he was insane for doing that shit. But, like, there is a difference, which I'm not disagreeing with you. I think I think the difference is that it's, like, if their insanity led them to do that. I'm sure there are different ways of that happening, but like the, the number one thing I can think of is, um, I don't know if it was like, if it had to do with like a psychotic episode or something. So it's like, okay. it has to have been the cause of their thing as opposed to like, they're just like 
you know, crazy if we're doing this shit. And yeah. also the whole pleading for insanity thing. I don't remember where I learned this, but people don't realize like if that's so obviously so rare that that, you know, you get that like insanity plea passed or whatever the fuck that term is. Um, but if you were to get that and you're not insane, you would lose your fucking mind at an asylum that's like a corrections type of asylum like that is not a place anyone wants to be let alone someone who is actually like lucid well yeah it's like you don't like you still get imprisoned it's just in a different place but it's like i literally wouldn't you rather spend it in jail with people who are like like you can like take classes and shit in jail like I don't know. Right. And when you're in an insane, I don't know about like corrections one, but I know like imagine like the same, same like prison shit, but like you also are considered crazy. So nothing you say is taken seriously at all. I guess it's not at a prison either, but you know, it's a little different. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, apparently actually several psychologists supported that, um, and diagnosed him as schizophrenic, but the jury rejected that diagnosis so and that's one thing too i think part of it is like it's in the 70s and we know more about schizophrenia now because i like i feel like schizophrenia was like more loosely diagnosed in the past and that's why there's like the stereotypes against it correct me if i'm wrong but like he definitely wasn't schizophrenic That's actually crazy to me that they would even think that. I don't know when personality disorders were developed. If anything, I would say he has antisocial personality disorder. Um, he definitely, there is like literally no part of what he did that is schizophrenic whatsoever. I can't think of a single symptom except just like the general distress that someone is in maybe. Yeah. I'm looking. Apparently schizophrenia was first diagnosed in 1887. Hmm. So when was... Um, when did you say like this was occurring again? The trial was 1970, well, 1978. End so of 1978 is when the boy went missing. So probably the trial was by like 1979. So institutions had been a thing for a while. And like, obviously we know much more about schizophrenia and schizophrenic disorders now, but even at that time, like they knew what, what schizophrenia was and the fact yeah. that like they need, you need to have certain symptoms that he was not experiencing at all yeah whatever it like it didn't work yeah. rightfully so yeah it's just so weird that he even tried that not weird but i don't know okay so he was convicted of 33 murders uh but not all the bodies were identified so he was found guilty of all those as well because he was convicted well yeah i guess convicted and guilty I always get confused by court terms. When you're convicted, it's like you were found guilty, right? What's what's the one before it? Oh, charged it, or prosecuted? It's like yeah, court is fucking confusing. I know. <laughs> he the was terms found are hard to follow. I know exactly. That's why I was like, oh, he was convicted, so then he was found guilty. It's like, wait, no, same fucking thing. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so he was. Found guilty of 33 murders. He was known, became known as one of the most ruthless serial killers in the U.S. He was sentenced to serve 12 death sentences and 21 natural life sentences. So they're like, we're going to kill you 12 times, bitch. Wait, what does that even mean? So, <laughs> Well, so the I know the life sentences thing is like when somebody... So, for example, I can't remember what case it was that I, like, recently watched a documentary on. But it's, like, you can 
if you like kidnap, rape, and then kill somebody, you get charged with kidnapping and raping and murder. So those are three different charges. And those are all felonies. And so if, unfortunately, rape, they usually don't charge you know, or like give you that much heavy of a sentence, even though they should. But um, they could give you three life sentences, one for each of those. And so then the judge will say, like, you serve them consecutively. So it's just you die in jail. If you have three life sentences, it would be like you would serve the first one. And then if you somehow got out on parole, you would, like, have to serve the second one. So you just die in jail is what serving those. But I don't know. And so then I guess, like, the other crimes he committed or, like, each murder, they gave him a different charge. And he was like, they were like, yeah, kill him for this one, kill him for this one. So that's why he got all those death sentences. I don't get the death sentence and then also the nat- the natural life cycle thing. Because like, he, 12 de- death sentences and 21 natural life sentences, that's 33 total. So each murder, they gave him I a different sentencing. That. I understand. Like that. they went okay. through each one. And so I don't know what murder constituted like the death sentence and one was the natural life one. Like... I don't know how they decided which one got which, but that's why he has like all different sentences. Um, so he did confess actually. I, I think after his like trying to be innocent by reason of insanity, he was like, "Yeah, okay, I did do it." But then <laughs> after he was convicted, he denied being guilty, and he set up like a telephone number that you could call, and he had a 12-minute recorded statement declaring his innocence. Which is like, I feel like that's so such like a narcissism thing. Like, yeah, just like shut up, literally. You're already uh, fucking jail. How do you even do that in 1980? It was. It said it was a 900 number, and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, we don't use those anymore. So God only knows. Let's try to call it. Um, I only I didn't I only got the nine hundred part. Oh, that'd be just call nine hundred. What if it was still up and yeah, it's still up and running. Um, so anti-death penalty forces and those in favor of the execution made their opinions known. So like people, some people were like, "Don't kill him," but he still got killed. So in nineteen ninety four, he died by lethal injection. Bye. Yeah. Okay. So oh, here's where i don't know why i put this at the end of my notes but so the way where he put the bodies so he had outfitted his home with a trap door leading to a crawl space um and so that's where he disposed many of the bodies which i feel like people mostly know and then others were buried in the backyard or dumped in the nearby displays river um and so then in 1978 after he was arrested they dismantled the house um to try to find more evidence and then after the following year, everything was destroyed. Like, the property was demolished. And then a new house was eventually built on the property. That's like, the new murder so house. Cr- Literally. I'm like, yeah. remember, I remember when we were talking about New Orleans, we were like, oh, this is built on bones. And I'm like, everything's built on bones. That <laughs> house is literally built on... I mean, they, I know they excavated all the bodies, but still. But still. The spirits. Um, the, Can I is, something about that really quick before you move on? About the I'm, bones thing? Oh, or yeah. is it still about that? Mine's about um, the crawl space aspects. So go ahead. I just don't want to forget to mention this. Um, 
I remember Ali mentioned this a couple of months ago and then she brought it up again. Somehow it came up again this weekend. I can't remember who or the name, the name of this person, but somewhere there was like a girl that murdered her parents with an ax and that house is going to become a bar the lizzie borden and not just, a or just a random person yes. oh. maybe i think that person it's going to become a bar and not just that but a plate like an axe throwing place oh my yeah it must be lizzie Shut borden because <laughs> she <laughs> isn't that fucking That's crazy that so is like bad. literally gonna start a haunted horror no, it's like yeah. it's like it sounds like a, a plot line of a movie, honestly. Yeah, literally. like an American like, horror she's gonna, story. Like, pos- the axes are going to be like possessed and start like. Oh my god. Um. Well, speaking of stuff that's fucked up like that, like pop culturey kind of stuff. Um. So, all this happened in the late seventies when around when Pink Floyd came out with the uh, <laughs> this is so bad the album The Wall. And so my mom told me, you know, the main or another brick in the wall, there's three parts of it. But like the main line is like, oh, no, it's just another brick in the wall. Mm-hmm. My mom told me that like at her school, what people when this was all coming out, what people would say was, oh, no, it's just a, another kid in the crawl. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. But, like, kids are fucking ruthless. That's like. Yeah, a- no, I- did, did your elementary schools do the thing where it's like um joy to the world barney is dead that whole <laughs> no. song and shit oh my god i've met other people who did like, that yeah. like kids like jill did yours i think so <laughs> it was like yeah joy to the world barney's dead. we barbecued his head oh my god forget about the body we flushed it down the potty round and round it <laughs> <laughs> damn like i'm not a baby anymore i don't watch barney exactly (laughs) it was like barney slander but so it's just like elementary school kid elementary age kids are like just fucking horrible wait so when your mom said that thing well so she was when she was was in high school or was she middle school oh my god i thought i thought like they were in high school which honestly i can't tell which would be worse if they were in high school saying that or in middle school saying that because in high school you should know better yeah i think if it were me i would have found that so funny and like edgy in middle school and maybe freshman year of high school but if i were like a junior or senior high school i'd be like bro that's like not fucking funny yeah right right while it's going on now i mean it's still quote unquote not funny but at least like it's far enough in the past where if you make a joke it's like okay but like while it's going on in the news it's like let's not joke about right. this that, that's what i can't believe i can't believe that it was while it was on the news damn yeah so there's that so apparently the last thing about this is in 2021 there were new tapes released um that are like interviews of John Wayne Gacy and so actually that's what must be on I think on Netflix there's like interviews with a serial killer or something it's I've been seeing it as a new documentary and I think it's about John Wayne Gacy and I haven't watched it because I'm like I feel like I've seen this stuff but if it's the new tapes maybe I'll check it out but in the tapes apparently they're like so fucked up because John Wayne Gacy like suggests that the victims are to blame um wow and so 
Nice. <laughs> since, I, since I have like my tab open so I can't see your face when you said wow, the way you said it sounded like you were like, wow, cool fact. <laughs> like <laughs> no. like the was at me. Jeez, <laughs> like, sorry. So I actually have a quote from him. Um Yes, there's not one of them that didn't die that I'm aware of that didn't die through their own hand or their own wrongdoing. If you want to say I tempted them, put them into temptation. Yes, because understand this. Everybody that ever came to my house, there was never a struggle and nobody was ever forced into my house. Everybody came to my house willingly, understandably and knowing what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, they consented. (laughs) Yeah, they knew they would die. It's just so fucked up that he's like, those idiots fell for it. It's like, why would they have any reason not to believe you? Right. Were they not like mostly <laughs> children? Like, yeah, they were like <laughs> teenagers, like 15. He's like, you're, you guys are stupid if you didn't yeah, know I was like, going to kill idiots. you. Yeah, you fucking morons. <laughs> God, serial killer, like, obviously, serial killers, like, the act of killing is horrible. And so obviously they're like horrible people, but just shit like that. I'm like, wow, that really drives home to like how much you're a shitty person. Like when they have no remorse and like clearly like no empathy or anything, like it's just like, oh my God, you're just so scary. (laughs) It's hard for me to conceptualize how it's possible to really, really be that deluded. Like I I can't, I, I can't even comprehend it. Yeah. And that's what I was saying too about like the insanity thing. Clearly he's insane. Because he's, yeah. like, not in touch with what's going on. But he also knew what he was doing. Because if, if if his victims knew what was going to happen, then he clearly knew what was going to happen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, that's the end. Any questions? Damn. Questions, Any questions, comments, concerns? <laughs> um, this will be on the test. Did he kill <laughs> only boys? uh i think so wait no no but mostly i think it was mostly boys because those were the ones that he would like sexually assault yeah but i think that they're i think i'm pretty sure he killed a couple women because why not throw some in the pile <laughs> right, throw them in yeah <laughs> gotta try it yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that's the end of my happy story all right. Oh, and you oh. can buy his paintings. He painted in oh, wow. jail. Yeah, so he painted, and what? I thought they would sell for a lot, but like one of them sells for like eight hundred bucks. I thought you were going to say like dude... eight dollars. <laughs> what are I picturing? That's what Dolls Co. refunded me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, actually, on TikTok, this one guy I was like stalking his thing, and he has a John Wayne Gacy painting. And I'm like, why would you want that in your home? Because what How he would paint, ever... he would paint Pogo the Clown. He would. I know, I'm looking it up and comp- it's disgusting. Yeah. And so I'm like, that painting oh, definitely no. has to have some like possessed evil spirit in it. And you're welcoming that into your home. Yeah, what the... F- people... How old, how old does that person look? He's probably like 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 our saw- age. He's probably like our age, like mid-20s. I, and it I totally... He was one of those people where he's like... um. I was talking to him because I thought he was hot. And then I saw that. I was like, ew. And, you know, my type, I, like, love, like, emo boys. So he totally was into, like, goth culture and stuff, which, like, clearly I don't have a problem with. But it's, like, those people then, people like him, like, 
just see having like a serial killer's painting as like part of that like edgy counterculture kind of thing it's like no dude that's just fucked like there's like there's a line and you crossed it right yeah that shit's haunted as fuck (laughs) let's get haunted let's go (laughs) all right well should we move on to my yes my uh this sounds like Real a life. conference right now. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yeah, are ready? Conference. It's like in a... Get your notepads out. Hotel. <laughs> when all the serial killers have... Yeah, yes. when they're vibing no, on literally. They have their little dinner. <laughs> My turn. I'll share now. Here we go. All right. So I am going to talk about a female serial killer. A woman. Represent. Her name is Vicky Jackson. Um, I had not known about her before looking up female serial killers. So, um, yeah. I hope that this is a new one for some people, too. So, before we start, her birthday is February 13th. And she's an Aquarius. Oh, mm-hmm yeah <laughs> makes sense <laughs> aquariuses are heartless confirmed which once again i cannot believe my mom is an aquarius because she's like the nicest fucking person i've ever met and then all the other aquariuses especially the ones in chase house life suck <laughs> yep sorry if you're listening but aquariuses suck well um she's also from texas so <laughs> <laughs> oh god Double homicide. <laughs> You're like a cherry on top. It, it was more, it was more than two. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> yeah, so she's from a town in Texas called Nakona, and there, this town only has three thousand people, so it's like a very small, probably a very rural Texas town. So just help give that to yourself for a little character background on this woman um i mean i can't really attest to how she was but i'm assuming she isn't falling outside the norm so she's also a uh, she's also a nurse so just add that oh, to the plate wow she, <sighs> this 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 cocktail is is just I, perfect <laughs> that's literally okay this is a bad joke so maybe no it out. I, i'm gonna yeah i feel like i know what you're gonna say well there are two trains of thought I'm having simultaneously on the situation. But the first one is how we were like, um, or how I was like, okay, having an abusive father and like not having friends and struggling with your sexuality is like the perfect mix to, to have like killing rage. So is being a nurse in Texas. <laughs> Dead ass. The same yeah. amount of evil. <laughs> there were a bunch of nurses I saw that were serial killers, like well-known female serial killers. So that makes me think of like angels it, of death or whatever. I was yeah, literally opening in my mouth to say that angels <laughs> of death are fucking weird. I know. They're like, let me kill you to save you. You're welcome. Well, thankfully, martyr complex this, to the mass. This girl wasn't thinking that way. She just let him die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So this happened in. 2000 so fairly recently oh um between december 2000 and february 2001 the general hospital in nakona which is where this woman worked um, recorded an unusually large surge in patient deaths all of whom were between the ages of 65 and 100 and had previously been in healthy condition and this hospital is known 
predominantly for treating elderly patients with like slight ailments, but it, it's still just like a regular hospital aside from that. Okay. So at first, a lot of people thought the deaths were just mostly due to like old age and other random ailments that these people had, but rumors started spreading that maybe somebody had been purposely causing the deaths. I'm sure rumors are flying insanely at this hospital in a town full of 3,000 people where there's like a bunch of deaths happening <laughs> over a couple <laughs> months. That's juicy. That's ripe for the pick. Oh, yeah. I wish I the was there. Mel. <laughs> I wish I could have heard the tea. <laughs> Literally. Can you fucking imagine? You're like town gossip is usually this arbitrary shit. And then it's like, also, what's her name? Vicky? Yeah. Also, I think like Vicky's killing people at the hospital. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, uh, but. Yeah, <laughs> just guys, you will not believe what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, so eventually the hospital administrator, whose name is Charles Norris, he contacted a pharmacist about a discrepancy he had taken note of. During this period, vials of Mivacron have been going missing. And Mivacron is a drug that is used to temporarily stop the natural breathing process in order to insert a breathing tube. So clearly in high doses, that is lethal. So after consulting with this pharmacist and tracing all the deaths, tracing that all these deaths had occurred on one shift, like, are they stupid? Um, <laughs> they, God, it took them that long. To, they're like, it can't, deaths? it couldn't be her. No, right? Like, like cross my mind. I'm like, can you imagine that, that at first you're like, no, that, that's like fine. And then you're like, wait, like, it's kind of like a lot of this drug gone all like right. during this one shift. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they locked up the uh, the drug case that had that. So I'm not gonna lie to that. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Maybe she had a stash somewhere. Oh, true. She's like, I'm already still all of it. So yeah. So subsequently, after this whole ordeal, a joint investigation by the local police, the Texas Rangers, and the FBI was launched to investigate the deaths of more than twenty patients who have may have been poisoned with this drug that they finally realized may be connected somehow. So they ordered. (laughs) This is like the hindsight thing we're talking about. We're just like, how did you. I know. Not put that together like 10 deaths ago. Like, I guess cops in Texas are extra dumb. It's true. (laughs) And hospital workers. (laughs) Anyway, so they ordered, um, I don't know how to say this word right now, (laughs) (laughs) exhumations from all the like cemeteries where these 20 people were buried. Amazing. First try. (laughs) Queen of pronunciation. (laughs) So (laughs) also on top of the exhumations going on, a newspaper revealed that a civil lawsuit had been filed on behalf of one patient whose name is Donnelly Reed, who claimed that one of the nurses, Vicki Don Jackson, who had since been fired, had injected a drug into his IV tube shortly before this man, Donnelly Reed, stopped breathing. But thankfully, he was revived because another nurse came in and saved him. (laughs) So, Um, yeah, he's like, bitch, I saw you and now you're going down. 
literally do we know what she got fired for um no i don't know i'm sure they probably, probably do just, know but yeah. i don't know personally i'm i doubt she was good at her job yeah i think it just gives me slacker vibes i'm pretty sure she had some other like issues at other places she worked but i didn't um like read into those very much fair finn will not stop meowing <laughs> he's singing You're forgetting this part. <laughs> that's her background music <laughs> elevator music the spooky sounds <laughs> oh my god okay so after that lawsuit another lawsuit was also filed by the children of another person who died whose name was boyd bruce burnett what do they call Ellie blue book <laughs> what do they call um oh bbl that's what they call her in oa <laughs> Don't they Brazilian literally <laughs> call her BBL? I'm not joking. <laughs> and it's, it's fucking. It's uh, what's that girl from The Office who plays her? Mary- Phyllis. Oh yeah, Phyllis. That's her name. I forgot she they call her, her BBL. BBL. <laughs> I mean, she kind of she got a BBL. <laughs> She's got the natural BBL. True. So yeah, so this this other person who. This old man who also died um, had also been injected with an unprescribed drug that basically caused his death. So his children are were also filing suit. So, okay, I don't know how she got fired, but after she was fired, Vicky found herself at a new job at a grocery store. Yep. <laughs> Perfect for her. Um, where she was arrested on July 16th, 2002. So basically like uh, a year after this all came to light. God, can you imagine Shaysal and I were just talking about how much we fucking hate grocery shopping. You're like, I just want to leave. <laughs> and it's like when the bagger won't stop talking to you. And you're like, oh my God, because you couldn't go to self-checkout for whatever reason. And then the cops come in and are like arresting her and you're stuck there. While- <laughs> and then can you, you see am- on the news a week later. That yeah, you're like, bruh, she was my weird bagger. <laughs> oh my like, yeah, they came in right as she was about to take my car. She actually didn't give it back. <laughs> I didn't even pay for my groceries. (laughs) I just left. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, while she was awaiting trial, she was put on a $2 million bond. So, she's not leaving. (laughs) You know what's insane, though? To make bail, you only have to pay 10%. Wait, really? Mm Mm-hmm. So, they would have had to pay. No. Pay off the rest eventually? No. Oh, my God. That's so fake. No wonder so people get it, out so easily. I mean, $200,000 is still a lot like of money for her, but like when they're like, "Oh my god, like I'm I'm bond for $50,000, you only have to pay 5,000." Wow. I feel like the legal system is made out of like Play-Doh. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking sense. They're like, "Oh, well actually, and like yeah, there's this there's this thing called bail, but like don't actually have to pay." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a number. It's just a number. It's arbitrary. <laughs> it's yeah. When I learned that, I was like, "That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life." I don't think you have to pay it back, as far as I know. I'm gonna Google it really fast. You can keep talking, Jill. Yeah. So, um, she was put on this bond while the authorities basically just continued to like investigate further potential victims. 
So in January 2004, so another two years later, she was charged with an additional an additional six murders, which she was charged at first, I think, with 12 murders. So she's up to 18. Um, and her bond was raised to $6 million, which is, I mean, now that you said that, like, it's not that crazy. But I'm sure this girl who, she probably doesn't have that money. Um, okay, so she finally went to trial. And her first trial resulted in a mistrial. Because the judge determined that comments made by the prosecutor had basically prejudiced jurors towards the defendant. Like, this is also just so stupid. <laughs> what a, it's like, it's like when we need people to defend someone like an actual victim or something like it doesn't happen. But in these cases, like you can't even prosecute the right fucking person. Like, I, I'm like, how do you like talk about murdering people in a hospital without being like prejudiced? Like, how do you right. have just no bias when you're talking about that? I don't know. Right. Um, I figured out the bond and bail thing. So they are different in the sense that it's not always exactly 10% bail. So the judge will set a specific bail and then a bond. You have you do have to pay the whole thing. But usually what people do is get a bond company. Like the defendant like hires a bond and they pay 10%. Oh. And so you're only paying 10% of the bond. So the government does get 100% of the bond, but the person doesn't have to pay it. Like, they get somebody else, too. Interesting. Which is still, like, fucking cheap. Yeah. Because that's how, again, that's how, like, they get out. Because the bond is, like, a promise that the rest will be paid. Damn. That's so stupid. Okay, you can keep going. So, um, because of the mistrial, they had to move the next trial to a different place. And they moved it to San Angelo. I don't know if that's like a big city. Sunny San Angelo. (laughs) (laughs) Texas City. I don't know, but... (laughs) That sounds like like Los Angeles just like mixed around. That's like when a TV show can't... Like for whatever reason, say like the real name of something so they knock off Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, it's cousin. It's ugly cousin. (laughs) San Angelo. Um, (laughs) So they made a new jury. They picked all new people. Blah blah blah. Regular old stupid jury shit. Um. Okay, so in the meantime. That was a good one. That was like a scream. He was like kind of far away too. (laughs) Um, Actually, speaking of jury stuff though, Chris has been called in for jury duty twice and I never have been. Doesn't that suck? I can't believe I'm thinking the other day I was thinking about this. Um, Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I remember in high school, in uh, elementary school, my teachers were always out of school for jury duty. Oh my god, do you guys have that experience? No, I think they were lying. Out of school for that, they were definitely lying in (laughs) retrospect. Because I'm like, who the fuck goes to jury duty? (laughs) (laughs) Like every week. (laughs) No, I know, but like, no one I know actually. I don't mean it like. You're like just skip, bitch. (laughs) Just go to jail. Like, who gives a fuck? 
who does their civic duty to be on a jury appears please (laughs) cringe (laughs) anyways um so yeah so in the meantime i guess the the same guy who prejudiced the other jurors told them told the new jurors that investigators had located vials of Mivacron at Vicky's home and suggested that her failing marriages and losing custody of her children might have been contributing factors for her decision to start killing patients. Mm, me thinks that's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I mean, um, I guess, though, they do choose like rock bottom to do it because they're like, what else do I have to lose? And true. Yeah, I, I don't just know. I can't even imagine like the audacity of using those factors to explain killing people. <laughs> I know. Like guys, I was just like having a really bad I was going time. I was going through it. A bit yeah, was I was going, going through, through it. some shit and I it was made a phase. some mistakes, but I'm better now. <laughs> yeah, they're like this has only happened to me ever. Right. This has yeah. never happened to anyone else. That's one thing where like when people point at shit like that, I'm like you realize people lose custody of their children every day. Yeah. Like, it literally, it happens and it sucks and it's sad, but, like, you don't kill people. Right. Right. Like, that. it's not an excuse. There's no excuse, yeah. but that's like, especially there just not never, one. There should never, ever, ever be a connection between those two thoughts in your head. Like, I don't understand how anything could ever relate to, like, hmm, this will make it better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me kill old people in my care Random in hospital people. because yeah. I lost my children. <laughs> well okay so i guess the so that yeah so the, <laughs> we're gonna see the moral of the time. story the amount of times you just said so <laughs> um okay so jill that's one thing i noticed your my like transition thing is um okay and yours is okay so <laughs> that's your like we're jumping back in <laughs> No, I can't say it, but I don't know what else to say. So, like I said you earlier. You can't steal mine. Mine is um. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> like I said earlier, the this was a, a triple investigation with the local police, the Texas Rangers, and the FBI. So, FBI Special Agent David Burns, the most basic FBI Special <laughs> Agent name, interrogated Vicky and discovered that she had murdered the victims in fits of anger because of what she deemed the patients as being too demanding. Oh, okay. Wait. Are you- they were needy. <laughs> You're clingy as fuck. <laughs> and she said that she attempted to injure others who were actually not in like the elderly age range. She attempted to hurt like a 14 year old and then a 50 year old woman or something, but clearly that didn't work out. I'm sure they probably were like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's one thing. This is probably what you thought I was going to say earlier, Jill, but like those girls from high school who don't know what to do with their life go and become nurses. <laughs> is that what you thought I was going to say? Maybe. <laughs> but, and that's what fucking happens. They don't realize it's like being a nurse sucks. Like, you are shit on by everybody. Yeah. You can't just like do it on a whim. You have to be like cut out for it. And some people right. aren't. Clearly, Vicky was not cut out for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so when she was pressed as to why she felt the need to kill them, she simply replied that she did not know. <laughs> she said, <laughs> wait, wait, I do wait, not wait. Know. Can, you, can you repeat that for me right now? <laughs> so they pressed her as to why she felt the need to kill them, and she simply <laughs> replied that she did not know. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just feeling silly. I don't know. I just, feel, eh. <laughs> I was just like just fuck fucking around. <laughs> just had a I moment. I was just joking. They took it seriously. <laughs> it was a prank. God. <laughs> That's the new family prank. Take a joke. <laughs> Kill grandpa in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> So she ended up pleading no contest to the 10 capital merger charges, which I'm pretty sure she had more than that. But anyways, um, she accepted life imprisonment in exchange for avoiding a jury trial and having her daughter testify against her. Um, rip. I wish that had happened. Maybe it would have made her change her mind about what she did next. Following her conviction, oh. she released a statement via Poor her Shadow. attorney um, proclaiming her innocence and expressing her sympathy for the va- the families of the victims. How fucking de- the audacity. Are you serious right now? Yeah. My condolences. <laughs> it, it, it said uh, Out of the family. this was met with lukewarm reception. <laughs> oh, I think that's saying a little too much. Lukewarm. I- it was ice cold. I was going to say. Cold, yeah. <laughs> Lukewarm. It was room temperature reception. <laughs> oh well, God. yeah. So, Wait, so is she alive? Yes. In jail? Yes. She will be in jail until at least 2042. How old is she? She's 55 right now. Oh, she could make it till that. She <laughs> that's what I'm literally that's what sitting here calculating how Calculating. <laughs> yeah, but then she's going to be the old bitch in the hospital. True. So we got to turn around on her. True. Oh, shit. Man, I have a really bad leg cramp right now. But anyways, that's the story of Vicky. I forgot her last name. Icky Vicky. Vicky Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of her. Well, now you do. Um, guys, can I pee super quick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring okay. us with you. <laughs> Bring the mic <laughs> with you. <laughs> oh my god. My leg is dying. My leg. <laughs> Literally. I need help. Did you just like, are, have you been sitting kind of weird or what did you do? Kind of, but then I just like didn't even like do that much. I just literally like bent my leg around the chair. I hate that. Yeah. It's like, why is this triggering you? I right know. Now? I'm like, oh my God, calm down, uh, horror. Have you ever like stretched in bed and like curled your feet and then the bottom of your foot? I literally, there is no pain worse than that. That's like the worst pain. It, it always happens when you're like, "Oh, this will be such a good stretch." Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like, I oh my it. god, I can't move. It's like just take my fo- whole foot off, amputate it. What? What? What are you talking about? 
Yeah, what do you think he's saying? He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why won't you look at me? Does he want to play? Yeah, he keeps, like, scratching the rug and, like, pulling pieces of it out and, like, playing with them after. (laughs) Soda was being so baggy today. Like, and so he knows what I mean when I say show me because he'll, like, sit and bag and I say show me and he, like, leads me with his tail up wherever. He led me to the bed because he wanted to snuggle. And I was like, no. So I went back to the couch and he did it again. So I'm like, okay, show me. Because I was like, maybe he wants to go outside now. It was like 10 minutes later. He led me to the bed again. <laughs> and so I finally like, laid down and snuggled him. Oh, and the second time too, I was doing my makeup and he literally has eyeliner on his nose now because he was so in my fucking business. He was trying to mark all my makeup. Oh my God. I was like, what is your problem? <laughs> All right, Shalashal, your turn. <laughs> okay, so um, this one is, like, super fucked up. <laughs> um, so I actually had never heard of this serial killer before, which I'm very surprised by. Because, oh, my God, my cats are fighting. They're like, we want to be part of the podcast now. <laughs> no, they're like, we heard Finn. We heard his call. Yeah. Even call though they the can't, but... <laughs> Okay, um, so I had never heard heard of this serial killer before, which I'm very surprised by because this seems like a pretty fucking crazy case. So his name is David Parker Ray. He was known as the Toy Box Killer. He was born on November 6, 1939. Um, and I don't know why that's not even important, honestly. Okay, anyways, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> he was called the Toy Box Killer, and to give some context for this name... It's because he had a soundproofed truck trailer where he kept his sexual torture devices and called it the toy box, which is also obviously where he would, well, for the most part, commit these atrocities. Um, Also would have sex parties in there, which we'll get to. Which, Um, and also, let me just say, not to like praise this man, but getting a soundproof car in probably like the 50s, if he started when he was 20 or so early 60s that's hard that's a feat i know actually you know what? i actually don't know when he first killed someone you know what's so weird is this person like i listened to so many different podcast episodes about it and i've never in my life heard so many differences like usually when i in the past when i would like listen to episodes on like bigger serial killers if you listen to ones from different podcasts like it would still give the same details just like maybe one or more one or one like different one or something but yeah. with this one like every every single podcast has something different um uh-huh. so i actually don't know when his first kill was i could have looked it up but like one of them said it was like when he was like in his 20s the other ones didn't mention it until like his the mid 90s or like oh. 80s yeah so he i don't know ancient i know i know but i mean he definitely i don't know if he started them but a lot of his um kills and assaults were in the mid 90s with his accomplice that i'll get to but okay so some history it's your typical serial killer history so his mom kind of like abandoned them i can't remember what it was for i don't remember if it was like drugs or something and like the dad also was he was an alcoholic and he also abandoned um him and his sister so they lived with his grandpa who was abusive and like disciplinarian um they were sporadically visited by their alcoholic father he would just go here and there to just like, you know, shit on him basically. And also bring him porn magazines, specifically S and M porn magazines for God oh. knows what reasons. It's a little dad relationship. Um, 
Yeah, you know, your classic bonding. Um, he must have also been like, I don't know, I'm assuming probably He's around have some eight. issues. Yeah, yeah. He was bullied in high school for being shy around girls and his sexual fantasies of raping, torturing, and murdering women started as a teenager. I don't remember how they I think his sister was one of the first people to notice it because she found his like the magazines and also he she also found like S&M drawings and like pornographic bondage pics I guess when he was like really young and I think she brought it up to someone like either her parents or her grandpa but like you know they didn't give a fuck um he also was divorced and married I guess then four times which I have like that's I know I've heard of cases like that but I rarely see four times like that is fucking crazy yeah and had two children including his later accomplice daughter Jesse Ray oh my god so this his man's daughter crimes. was his accomplice? One of his accomplices. He had many accomplices. It's like crazy. I've rarely heard of a serial killer with this many accomplices. Like so many people were happy to facilitate um, these crimes for some reason. So I'm not going to get into like the specifics of, I mean, I am going to say some details about the things he did, but I'm not going to get like graphic with it because this shit gets really graphic. Most of the podcasts I listen to on it wouldn't read the transcripts of, um, these recordings he would actually leave recordings for the people that he would capture um whenever they'd wake up in this like van he'd play like the recording would be playing explaining what was happening and what he's gonna do to them um almost like jigsaw a little bit yeah seriously so, yeah so the crimes that he would commit basically like sexually torturing and killing victims he actually i don't know the ratio but he didn't kill like I don't know how the ratio was of like how many people he like kidnapped versus how many people he killed but he definitely didn't kill all of them like some he would set free and actually I he in this other episode I listened to he explained why he did that I'm trying to find it in my notes I was gonna say I wonder what the like criteria was to right oh okay um so this is what he said about it if I killed every bitch that we kidnapped, there'd be bodies strung all over the country. Yep. And um, also, I don't he know didn't what want I expected, but yeah, it wasn't that. Right. Um, and he didn't also, he also didn't want to kill all of them because he didn't want to have to deal with all of the bodies and disposing of them because it was a lot of work. Um, he actually was suspected to have killed approximately 60 women. No bodies have been found. When he finally was arrested, he actually wasn't, he wasn't able to be convicted for murder. It was like convicted for kidnapping and like assault and stuff. And then he died a year later in prison, but like as a result of a heart attack. And he actually, oh my God, he wasn't arrested. I just remembered until 2001, which is crazy. Like he was, he was doing shit for a long time. I don't know how he hit his tracks this way. And he would like comment on it in his like tapes and whatever would talk about the fact that he could get away with anything because i mean he i don't understand how he would get rid of these bodies with like no trace but it happened. do you know what his like day job was you know what i actually don't know but i do know that at one of his jobs have like good money right to be able to do this i can't remember what he did i think like maybe like a contractor like i feel like it was like something like that but i don't know how he had the money to have this van and stuff like i don't really know i don't even know if he like lived in the van i don't think he did 
So I'm not sure. But yeah, so like he would, his main thing was like sexual torture, which is why this is like especially graphic. He would torture them and kill them using like whips, chains, pulleys, um, electric shock machines. And he had like his favorite toy or whatever was like he had one of those um, gyno table type things where he would like strap down women. And yeah, and he had a he had a mirror on the top so that they would see everything that was happening to them. So, oh my god, there's definitely a Criminal Minds episode based off that guy because a guy like it. captures people in his van and he like tortures them in the back of his van, but he lets them free. So the victims think that they oh were god. abducted by aliens because they like are so out of it and they only and he like wears a mask, so they think that oh they're god. like in a UFO. That's that definitely has to be based on this because because actually what he would do so he had like an intake process as he called it where he would like strap them into this the gyno contraption thing and he would attach electrical clamps to their nipples um and if like they responded in a way that that he did not like um or they didn't respond he would shock them and he would also he also would have like a lengthy questionnaire i don't know what was on this questionnaire but that's the thing that like you know he would shock them or torture them based on their responses he would tell his victims to be prepared to be raped and tortured for at least a month, maybe two to three months. And he would tell them that like, he's going to drug them so that they have no idea what happened to them. And he did, he mixed a combo of sodium pentanol, which I actually don't know what that drug is. And phenyl barbital, which I do know that's a barbiturate, which barbiturates are like hypnotic sedatives. I think, I don't know if it's this specific one, but I think um, hypnotic sedatives is how Michael Jackson died. So with both of these things, like, I guess it was easier, one, to just, like, make them forget shit and make them unconscious, but also would make them more suggestible, I guess, according to him. And I don't know what specific techniques he would use, but in his notes or whatever, whatever documents they have to have figured this out, he would also, he would use, like, techniques from MK Ultra. Because like these these women would like the women that would escape, they would have like no idea what happened to them. And eventually, when the cops figured out what happened, and they found some tapes and stuff of these things, like the women would see it and they'd be like, "No, that that can't be," because they wouldn't know what happened to them. There was a case of a woman who, um, I guess he he kidnapped her for like three days or something. She came back home and actually this person i'm all over the place but it's just this literally that was me with mine i'm like there's just so much that goes on right my notes like had an order but the thing is like you have to jump around because it's just i don't know it just makes more sense that way when you start saying something you want to elaborate so actually before i get to his daughter because i actually don't know that much about her but i do know that she was happily his accomplice along with a lot of his friends were his accomplices he would have these sex parties where like people would come over to rape these women it was it's really fucked up um i don't know how this part works but like he would also involve his dogs in this um yeah he's this man is foul like so foul he uh, i remember when i first found it it was on reddit i was looking up like most disturbing serial killers or something and like there were cops that were like vomiting hearing this shit and whatever like someone passed out whatever just because this shit is like terrible um, i wonder if like i mean 
I, this is probably wishful thinking, but like with the sex parties where like they would like rape the victim, I wonder if like the people thought it was like role play, or if they like knew they were actually raping. No, her. I, from what I from what I listened to it, they knew. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, they knew because they were like they would torture them too. Oh, uh, well, I was interested. Okay. And, and I think the women were like unconscious sometimes, but also oh. conscious sometimes. I think they can be like in some like mid conscious state um yeah and that's like i didn't realize i knew that there were a lot of accomplices i didn't realize that this would like happen frequently even people who like weren't accomplices and like none of those people ever came forward which is um so so fucked up because even if you're going to like let's say you're going to a sex party you might think it's a little fucked up like given if you know this person's tendencies but like i can't i can't believe that everyone going there knew exactly what the situation was but then they get there and they see that and they still don't say shit it's yeah. unbelievable. I don't know how many people were there, but a good amount. So I don't know that much about his daughter, but I do know that she was um, one of his accomplices like for a while, still to this day. I don't know if she's alive, but according to the podcast to this day, like she will not confess anything about this person, about his dad, about her dad. Um, she would, her and her boyfriend would like find people to kidnap. There was someone, one of her friends that she abducted for three days and you know, he did his thing and he released her i think yeah he released her and she like didn't realize what had happened she came back home and her family like her husband and her husband's family blamed her they said you like were out there because she she didn't remember what happened to her so they were like you were out there like on a bender doing drugs while like we were here worried sick and like you left your kids behind so husband divorced her and they like kicked her out of the house that's can you so sad. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? Like that is that is absolutely appalling that you would ever treat someone like that. Yeah. Anyways, so um his daughter was obviously fucked up and there was he had many like relation romantic interests that would be his accomplices, but one main one was Cindy Hendy. So they met in mid nineties. They met like at this like state park. I wonder if he was, I don't know, disposing of a body or some shit. I don't know what he was doing in a state park, probably doing some sketchy <laughs> shit, but they met there. She was, she was there for like some work program. She also had a traumatic childhood. Um, so her mom was an alcoholic and she would witness her mom being abused by multiple partners growing up. Eventually her stepdad came into her life when she was eight and he molested her and she told her mom, but then the, the stepdad told her mom like oh i was drunk and i didn't know whose bed i was in yeah because that's what being drunk is like yeah 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 and her her mom who's an alcoholic wouldn't know that you know yeah (laughs) like okay um also she was kicked out of the home when she was 12 started doing sex work and dating drug dealers and stuff to get by um they mentioned that I guess she liked aggressive sex. Once told her boyfriend that they should rape someone. I don't know what boyfriend this was. I don't know if that actually happened, but this was just mentioned to illustrate her fantasies. She had three kids by her late twenties. Eventually, sent them all to live with their grandparents when they when the youngest one turned ten, I think, which is ridiculous because like you know How what your parents have like. that long. Yeah, so I guess I mean I guess she had them for her youngest one to have been ten. She had them for at least 10 years plus the older ones. Yeah. But I mean, still, I don't know. I don't know what made her send them to their grandparents out of nowhere. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So then she meets uh, David at this like state park one day and they have great chemistry. Apparently he introduced <laughs> her to, 
introduces her to S&M, which is like everything she had wanted, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he happily, she happily helped in everything from there on. I don't remember if they broke up or not because I do know that he had multiple accomplices, but I feel like they might have. So, yeah, it's basically him in a nutshell. Eventually, he was caught because he was posing as like, and he was posing as an undercover police somewhere and arrested a woman named Cynthia Vigil for prostitution. She was a sex worker and like, you know, he arrested her or whatever, but then she kidnapped her. He, he kidnapped her. Um, she was held captive for three days. She eventually escaped on March 22nd of 1999 and then like reported it. And then he was finally arrested in 2001. And again, not for any murder thing because they couldn't prove that, but arrested for kidnapping and torture and then died of a heart attack in 2002, about one year into his sentence. That's, that's so rude. That, that's the type of shit that pisses me off. I'm like, you should have suffered in there. Yeah, like, I what know. The fuck? It's not fair. Right. It's not fair. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He Honestly, sucks. you know, I'm thinking about it. He still should have had more time to suffer, but I don't know how long his sentence was for. So maybe the universe was like, we need to get rid of you. Honestly, yeah. But still, should have waited longer into yeah. that. Either yeah. way, ding dong, the bitch is dead. Yeah, true. Yep, true. True. Baho. Wow. He, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that is really fucked up. All right, well. <laughs> uh, Jill, did you want to leave soon? Should I do my mini rant? Yeah. Wrap it up. Okay. To try to cheer us up, I'm going to bitch about this fucking movie I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> I okay so context it's trick or treat which is on HBO Max and it's from it's either 2007 or 2008 and it's just randomly I think it's getting popular because it was added to HBO Max but it was straight to DVD that alone <laughs> that alone no should way. fucking tell you yeah straight to DVD like it, like it so. wasn't in theaters at all correct that's weird because I heard about that movie anyway sorry continue well again though it's like you heard about it recently or way back? No, I heard when? about it. I remember when it came up, but I might have seen commercials like DVD. You know, it yeah. might have not been theater. Oh yeah, and it's like that's when we would see like previews still right. on our DVDs. So anyway, so it's that one with like the like scarecrow kid where he has like a burlap sack over his head and he's like wearing the orange pajamas and he's actually kind of cute. And so I had never heard of it. I saw it at Spirit Halloween <laughs> because I just go there, um, and I was like looking for a scary movie as i always do so i threw it on when i was at my parents and i was drinking so granted i probably i like i loathe this movie i probably wouldn't hate it as much if i wasn't like drinking i don't know it just like fueled my hate for it because i was like this is fucking stupid but so i'm gonna one second let me re-pull up the plot to make sure i'm going in order because it's supposed to be like a loop not like a loop but like not like a loop and like oh my god like they're stuck in a loop but like pulp fiction where like the shit happens out of order and then they're like crossing oh, paths and stuff i see. so already it's just like confusing because it's like <laughs> what the fuck is going on yeah so it starts <laughs> like we're off to a bad start so it starts um these this chick and her husband are like coming back at the it's on Halloween coming back at the end of the night and she like blows out a candle in her jack-o'-lantern because in this town they actually put 
candles in their jack-o'-lantern and she pulls it out and her husband's like don't do that like that's against the rules and she's like what the fuck are you talking about and he's like halloween rules like you can't blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight and she's like yeah okay so then he goes inside and like falls asleep and she like gets attacked and he comes back out and she's like strung up and it's actually like creepy. So this is the first like five minutes. I was like, oh, this is actually going to be kind of fucked up and good because she's like strung up in her like, I don't know, her face is like weird. I don't even know how to describe it. She's like kind of has her arms out like a scarecrow and she's like with the Halloween decorations in the front yard. So that's like, okay, so that happens. And then we just cut over <laughs> to like a neighbor's house and it's like this principal. What's his name? Um, Steve Wilkins is the principal and this fat kid Charlie is like walking along the principal's <laughs> front yard like like fisting these pumpkins breaking all of them and shit and the principal's like yo Charlie don't do that come sit with me and have candy and so Charlie's like okay <laughs> and so they're staying together having candy and Swing principal <laughs> principal Wilkins is like um, these are the rules of Halloween. So he like mentions the jack-o'-lantern thing. And then another rule is like, you have to hand out candy to kids. And I think there's one other rule. I don't even fucking know. And so he's like talking about this. And then Charlie's like, oh my God, I don't feel good. And he starts to projectile vomit everywhere. And so Principal Wilkins like, ah, and I, <laughs> haha, though, got you. I poisoned you. Uh, and so he like killed what? Charlie by putting, yeah. So he like put poison in this chocolate bar and so then he's like burying charlie in the backyard just like he's like digging a ditch and his son's in the second floor window like dad dad and he's like go to bed son and he's like digging the hole and the kid's like dad and then his next door neighbor's like stop all that racket and it's like yelling at him and he's just like digging a ditch for this kid and it shows like in the ditch there's another body so it's like oh my god he kills children and he's the principal that's crazy that is the most stereotypical fucking trope i've ever heard in my life <laughs> so then he's like and the kid's like dad i want to carve a jack-o-lantern so he's like okay i'm coming let's go car carve a jack-o-lantern which also if it's already halloween <laughs> Should have had that carved and lit with a candle, bitch. That's the fucking rules. They didn't do that clearly. So they go down to the basement and the jack o' lantern they're carving is the kid's head. Oh. And then it's just done with that story. So we're done with that <laughs> one. Buy it. So now, yep. Ooh, spooky. The kid's in on the killing. Cool. Okay, stupid. So then the next one we're jumping to is there's like kids on a bus. There's like or no, they're not on a bus. Sorry. It's about a bus, but they're like walking down the road and then there's a, there's like four kids and then this chick Rhonda and they're like probably like 10 and Rhonda, fuck, what did they call like people? Oh, they called her. This is so bad. And this is what? like 2008. They called her an idiot savant. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, so she like has special needs <laughs> and so oh no oh my god <laughs> yeah, that's bad yeah so it's like already like god fucking this is just not going to be a good story and so they're like Rhonda, like want to hear a scary story so she's like cool because you're letting me hang out with you so apparently like they're like oh my god there's the halloween school bus massacre and 
there's this bus driver and there were six kids on the bus and the parents paid the bus driver to kill the kids because they were like we don't want our kids anymore so they like paid the bus driver and the bus driver was driving somewhere to like kill them and then one of the kids like got out and like fought with the bus driver and he like drove off like into a quarry and so apparently that's like where all their they all died and they all their souls lived and whatever and so one of the chicks is like we're gonna leave lit jack-o'-lanterns for their souls and they're like okay and so then they're like doing that and then they like ah like scare Rhonda and Rhonda's like fuck y'all that was fucking scary and they like accidentally knocked like a jack-o'-lantern down into the quarry this this is the part that I like only remember from reading the synopsis because it was just like what the fuck is going on so then all of a sudden they're like in the quarry they like took the coal elevator down you know there's like fucking elevator shafts like in like mining places yes. they like took an elevator down because that's <laughs> would be operative for children to use right and so they're like down there and that's what like they're like still trying to scare her Rhonda's like fuck you guys and she goes to the elevator and her the other people are like cleaning up their props and then that's when they see that they had like woken up the ghost children and so they like the ghost children kill one of the kids so then the other kids are like ah like they're real and they're running to the elevator and Rhonda like hits the up button and is like fuck y'all and like leaves them all to die so she's like okay bye and when she gets to the top she sees Sam which apparently is the name of the scarecrow kid i only learned that from looking it up um so that's the first actually no we also saw sam when we saw principal wilkins in the second story handing out candy he handed some out to sam but so this is the other time we see sam and so it's like okay and then it just like cuts away so again it's like okay (laughs) so then this this one is the worst fucking part of the story this chick Lori, she's like she arrives in town and she's like going out with her friends and her friends are like let's get dates and Lori's like I want my first time to be special so um I'm gonna stay and enjoy the town festival I'm not gonna get fucked up with you guys so they're like okay so then on her way to another side of town Lori encounters a hooded serial killer dressed as a vampire who attacks her okay that's just out of the fucking blue in the movie so she gets attacked and then um it like cuts over to a bonfire fire where Lori's friends are and so Lori's friends witness the man now incapacitated and severely injured falling out of a tree and unmask him and it turns out that it's the principal Steve Wilkins so he's just like a like this is why I'm like this makes no sense if he's at home killing this child digging a ditch and burying it and carving the kid's head how does he also have time to dress up and go out and be a serial killer and get decapitated in the same night this is why this is why this movie pissed me the fuck off this makes no fucking sense <laughs> so then it's him and then Lori appears and she's like fine and then they all transform into werewolves and they eat him oh no, you're kidding me. <laughs> I- so they're eating Wilkins in their deceased states and it like zooms out of the bonfire and that fucking Sam kid is just like standing like watching them. Okay. So then that's <laughs> done with because that made no sense. So then this is like the last part. Krieg, which is the name 
of the neighbor that was yelling at Principal Wilkins (laughs) to keep it down. He's like the crotchety neighbor. He he hates Halloween. He's the Halloween hating neighbor. And uh, he scares away trick-or-treaters at his door to steal their candy, which is a no-no. One of the rules is you have to hand out candy. And so then he starts getting attacked by shit. Um, His lawn is inexplicably inexplicably filled with jack-o'-lanterns and then like his house is like painted bloody and shit and he's like what the fuck is going on and then all of a sudden i don't know where sam like flies in the room and is like attacking him and beating him up so he's like fighting with krieg the like old man and this like child thing but Sam like loses the like head and he's like <laughs> this like mutant pumpkin thing. <laughs> oh, One second, let me see. You guys should Google like Sam trick or treat no mask. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I remember I, I I know exactly what the cover of this movie look, looks like because I would always see it when I was young and thought like that was too scary for me because the font <laughs> looked really. Are crazy. you looking? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Did it you look like it up? It's like an too? alien. Is <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a pumpkin? I think, yeah, he's supposed to be like some like no, pumpkin mutant. <laughs> he just looks like an alien with like a wrinkly head. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I'm so blurry. He really, like, it doesn't look like a pumpkin at all. It looks like an orange alien. Yeah, it says <laughs> in the Wikipedia article that I'm I know like, it's again mutant. skimming because I'm like, I can't even remember everything that happened because nothing made sense. Um, Sam loses his mask and is revealed to be a demon looking pumpkin skulled child. <laughs> Classic. So again, <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so then they're like fighting and Sam has like a lollipop and it like snaps and then he's like, I'm gonna kill Krieg with it and goes to stab Krieg. But instead he stabs a chocolate bar in Krieg's pocket. So Krieg lives. And this part I didn't understand until I looked it up. That's him handing out candy to a child. So Sam is like, oh, you finished the tradition. You can live now because you didn't break the Halloween rules. So Krieg is like okay i get to live and then it like shows the fireplace like the mantelpiece of the fireplace and it turns out krieg was that bus driver that killed those children like all those years ago (laughs) why also how is he still alive if the bus went flying into a quarry (laughs) and so it ends with this the end the end all of it already was like this makes no goddamn sense and the end really just is what ticked me the fuck off so it ends with Krieg handing out candy. So again, all of this is happening and children are still trick-or-treating. So You know, of course. So and it's like, okay, so where in the timeline are we with the other stories? Right. If all that happened because that has to happen after the dude's digging the ditch because he screamed at the guy digging the ditch and then came inside and like did all that shit. And so it's like, okay, so that's maybe going on when the guy's carving the child's head and then after that's when he's outside and kills Lori I guess but it's like how's again how's there time for that one night so he's giving out candy and then Rhonda is like just pulling a pumpkin cart along um he sees Billy handing out treats to other kids which Billy who the fuck was Billy again I don't even remember 
who the fuck is Billy? I don't know. Billy's another child, I guess. He sees Billy handing out kids. Oh, Billy's Billy's Steve Wilkins' kid. Okay. So he's wearing a costume resembling his father's outfit and enjoying himself. Oh. Um, Lori, her sister and her friends are driving along the road having a good time. So those are the werewolves. And then he catches sight of Sam watching Emma and Henry return home, which is Emma's the chick who blew out the jack-o'-lantern. And then he goes back inside and there's a knock on the door and he opens it and it's the resurrected children from the quarry. They're waiting for him and then they kill him and then it's over. I hate what? <laughs> See why I'm like, this is this. And oh my God, what makes me so mad is, you know, I've, I've talked about how IMDb is harsh with its ratings. And so if something has like a seven or higher, I'm like, oh, this is a good movie. And if it has like a 5.5 to like a 6.9, I'm like, Okay, it's like an average movie. This movie has a fucking 6.8, which is actually like a pretty good rating for IMDb. What? I was so, I gave it a two. I was so fucking mad. I'm like, this shit made no goddamn sense. And it wasn't enjoyable in the way that it was like bouncing around. It was like confusing and disorienting. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's like they were trying to do something and it didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. So literally like i feel like i told the story and i feel like there's like no conclusion to that because (laughs) there was no conclusion to the story and it made no sense and the whole again the timeline like doesn't make sense because how is you will not believe this like i i know that this isn't like a good place for ratings necessarily but it got an 83 percent on rotten tomatoes i I was looking at other bad ratings on IMDb to be like, I cannot, I'm not like a fucking Scrooge. Like why, like I like scary movies. Why are we not all on the same page here? And the other people were like, this movie made no goddamn sense. Like this was so stupid. Like, so everybody who didn't like it, like agreed, like what the fuck is going on? Like it's not enjoyable to be this confused. Like, and at the end it wasn't like a, whoa, it all came back together. It was like, why did you try so hard to make all these stories fit? Cause they clearly like, why were, why were those chicks werewolves? Why was the principal also like, you could have just left the principal at murdering the kid, but you then had to make him go attack a chick who ended up being a werewolf. Like what? It's just like, they try to throw in every trope. Oh, and one like description of it when I was like, Oh, what's trick or treat about? They're like, trick or treat will make you nostalgic for Halloween what <laughs> will it really will it really? make me feel that way <laughs> and it was two hours long too it's a long ass oh movie. my god damn wow yeah so fuck that movie i don't it just i haven't been like mad about a movie in a while until that i think because i ranted about i love sweet halloween but i hate like do they I have really, movies there i didn't know but they have from. they have like uh merchandise so they actually and like, they have, they have, have like movie yeah they have like friday the 13th halloween like all the classics they have hocus pocus which i don't really like but like whatever they have nightmare before christmas and they have trick-or-treat and so i'm like how dare this movie get a spot in spirit halloween when so right. many other movies are fucking worthy of that spot also, and somehow trick-or-treat gets it right please. as if it's some cult classic or something <laughs> yeah that's it's just like i hated it I hate it. I to an extent I want you guys to watch it so you can see what it but like I mean me telling the story you guys got like where it's like what? 
Why did that go that route? That's not what I was expecting, but not in a like, whoa, got me way, but in a like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Movies that are just like a series of different scenes that have nothing like in common and then they just like try to make it work at the end. It's like, yeah, this could could not have been a movie. (laughs) I... Let me read you the, the critic consensus. Um, also, what's weird is even... So, to be fair, which might explain things, the critics like thing is eight, the 83% one only has 29 reviews. However, the audience mm-hmm. score has 25,000 plus ratings and it's 71%, which is still really high, which is fucking crazy. 71 actually, though, is low for Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, I like if it's like an enjoyed movie, I never see it below an eighty. I guess I see what you're saying. I've I've only ever seen it usually for really bad. It's still movies, too high. I see it bad. Yeah, it's still too high. The consensus says a deftly crafted tribute to Halloween legends. Trick or treat hits all the genre marks with with gusto and old fashioned suspense. <laughs> That's what I fucking mean. Where it's like they try to shove every single trope in there, and why are they getting praised for it? Yeah, <laughs> it was messy. This okay. So that's like I think it's like an anthology movie where it's like a bunch of different stories, but they tie together in the end. You guys should watch Southbound. That's an anthology where they tie together in the end, and that's actually really fucking good. It's on Hulu. I'll look it up. Yeah, Jill, I think you would like it because it's like I mean, she saw. I think you would like it too, but it's very much Jill's like supernatural vibe. Oh. I see. I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to like say too much without giving it away. But it is actually now that I'm thinking about it because there's like a creature in each scene that you see. So it literally is just like a better done trick or treat. <laughs> okay, in this should... house we hate trick or treat. Yeah we should wrap it up. Yeah. The end. Wow. Okay. Was that everything you hoped for Joe? Yeah. That, was, <laughs> that sounds like a, such a great Halloween I'm movie. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So thank you for listening. As always, you can find our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, episodes come out every other Tuesday. So, yeah. Bye. Bye.